<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to the Great America Sunday Show. It is great to have you with us. A big week ahead for Congress. It's their first week back to work since the middle of December. There will be a lot on the congressional agenda that they'll have to deal with in this new year. FISA reform, a budget that makes sense for America, and perhaps the most important of all, the impeachment of the most corrupt politician in the history of this country, Joseph Robinette Biden. On the agenda this week will be a contempt of Congress resolution against Hunter Biden for failing to show for a transcribed interview. You recall Hunter Biden showed up outside the Capitol to grandstand and put on something of a show of his own. The Judiciary and Oversight Committees will hold a markup for the resolution this Wednesday, and once voted out of committee, that resolution moves to the House floor, where if it passes, will be sent over to the Department of Justice to decide whether they bring charges against the president's embattled son. Personally, I don't see any reason to expect any adherence to either law or decency by the Justice Department in their response, even though the DOJ brought immediate charges against both Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro, both held in contempt. They even had legitimate immunity claims. A new poll out this week from Suffolk University USA Today shows 52% of Trump supporters aren't confident their votes will be accurately counted in the 2024 election. To the contrary, 81% of Dems believe their votes will be counted accurately. This is one of those rare moments, in my opinion, where voters of both parties could actually be right. Our first guest today is GOP strategist and pollster, Trump advisor John McLaughlin. And John, it's great to have you back with us. Let's talk politics, of course. Please give us your assessment of where we stand right now, first and foremost, in the political race for president. Well, right now, uh, as we as we enter the new year, days from the Iowa caucus, 
which is good because the polls have been good for President Trump that he's been moving up all year. Where our last December national poll, we had Donald Trump leading Joe Biden 47-44. We had him uh, uh, we had him leading the primary field, but the highest ever that we've had all year. And one on one, he was beating Nikki Haley 74 to 26, and he was beating Ron DeSantis among Republican primary voters 74 to 26, identical margins. But the key thing is remember January last year when we started the campaign for the Republican primary, you had uh, uh, you had Trump was only among nationally among Republicans, 42 percent. And Ron DeSantis was at 31. And in this latest national poll, Trump is at 62 with 11 for DeSantis and 10 for Haley. Now, there is no national primary. It's a sequential primary that we have to win Iowa. We have to win New Hampshire. And the real clear politics average of reputable polls has us with decisive leads in both those states. And then we got to win in South Carolina, where, again, in the real clear politics average, Nikki's home state, but it'll be February 24th. We have to win. And uh, we're up two to one in the polls there where the voters who know her best are supporting Donald Trump. Right. And uh, so, so that's a good start for us to capture the nomination. And at the same time, we're leading Joe Biden in the battleground states like we never did before. We're leading Joe Biden in the national popular vote like we never did before. And uh, Joe Biden is a failed president who's got the country on the wrong track. And most voters are feeling the buyer's remorse. Yeah. In fact, there is a significant Biden 2020 voter who's now voting for Trump in 2024. Younger voters, African-Americans, Hispanics, who basically want to, uh, uh, you know, they want to see uh, inflation go down, food prices go down, mortgage rates come back down. They want to see their 401ks go back up if they have savings. And uh, Donald Trump, his economic growth plan is that is that strength for them. Plus, they want the border secured. Over the holidays, you saw such a surge coming into places like Texas and Arizona, and they're spreading them throughout the country. And who knows if there's Hamas terrorists or Iranians in there. Uh, but also, uh, um, you know, people want to see the. I mean, it's terrible when you think of the wars that happened uh, this year, what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on in the Middle East would have never happened if Donald Trump was president. So uh, so, so people and that's, hope that's that's the bottom. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. Ten months from now, they're hoping Donald Trump beats Joe Biden. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. And I, I, I don't know anyone in their right mind who who wouldn't uh, want to, to have this uh, this president uh, out and President Trump in. There's almost a desperation when you talk to people. Uh, they have had it with this guy and, and the and the press, uh, the the Marxist Dems keep ginning up the same disinformation campaigns, the same nonsense, and they can't understand why the poll numbers are falling. Uh, you mentioned the border. You, you mentioned the economy. But the reality is that this is a man who is mismanaging, again, foreign policy, uh, actually having the uh, temerity, the audacity to tell Netanyahu how to run a war in Israel. I mean, the man looks like a complete idiot. And then he sends uh, Lloyd Austin over, who's never done anything right based on his military record, except be promoted. 
Uh, and he's trying to tell the IDF how to fight in urban warfare uh, and in, of course, the, the Gaza. I, madness. Right. Having having pulled for Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, over the last two decades, where I pulled his, his, his recent campaign win in 22, and we haven't done a poll for him there since, but uh, I know him very well. And in fact, when we won in 2015, when we won uh, his reelection then, I got to go see those tunnels in southern uh, uh, Israel, down by Eshdod, Eshkelon, down across the border from Gaza, and they go miles into Israel. And when you go down, an IDF general gave myself, Steve Forbes, and another friend, uh, a couple friends, a tour. Just going into these tunnels, you feel evil. They go miles into Israel. They have, you could put a railroad car down the middle of them. They have internet, electricity, water, and they're 50 to 100 meters below the surface. And they go for miles into Israel. And the reason that they were there was they were built with American dollars that was supposed to go to schools and hospitals. And instead, it went to this terrorism. And, yeah. and at the same time, in 2014, when they found these tunnels by accident and Bibi was going to get them, Barack Obama forced him into a ceasefire before they got all the tunnels. Yeah. So, God, you know, this is, Hamas has been allowed to operate and under Donald Trump, they wouldn't have done it. But with Joe Biden allowing Iran to get, you know, tens of billions of dollars in oil and then funding Hamas, it's the world is upside down. It is. And, and you know something, you and I have never discussed this, but why is it that American Jews vote for the left in this country, for the Democrat Party, the Marxist Dems, instead of Republicans? Uh, this seems like the, the most uh, absurd uh, uh, idea that they could possibly hang on to over all these decades. Well, philosophically, historically, they're Democrats and liberals. And what? Oh, but now they're coming around. I mean, I've got polls where 40 percent of the Jewish voters are now voting for Trump, which is double practically what we got the last couple of times around. Right. And at, at the same time, you've got Orthodox communities in the United States that will that will vote overwhelmingly for Donald Trump. And a big difference is only. Among Jewish voters in the United States, only about half of them actually have gone to Israel. Only about half of them have friends and relatives in Israel. So that group is voting overwhelmingly for Donald Trump. The others who are more traditional Democrats, you know, they're 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 in denial about Joe Biden, about his corruption. They're they're like so many other Democrats where they're believing propaganda that comes from our enemies and instead and the liberal media instead of looking at reality and seeing what's going on so you know the the coalition in the poll that i'm seeing right now is where we are we are winning a quarter of the african american vote we're winning the hispanic vote uh we're improving among young voters and there's lots of media polls that say we're winning young voters now donald trump is broadening his coalition while joe biden has basically uh blown apart the old obama coalition that allowed Obama and Joe Biden to win elections. So, uh, so you know, the future of America is is in this election, so much so that the Democrats are doubling down on throwing their leading political opponent off the ballot. And my European clients who lived under communism, they said, this is what the communists did in 1947. They, they, they locked up the political opposition, they rigged elections, 
And I'll tell you what, they they say their their words to me is because I work for Prime Minister Orban, but but people in Europe who saw the communists, what they did say, Biden cannot lecture us on democracy anymore because he's now his people and Soros are funding the efforts to throw Donald Trump off the ballot because Trump's ahead in the polls. We're talking with John McLaughlin, and as we continue, uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming uh, caucuses in Iowa, uh, the uh, New Hampshire primary, uh, and get John McLaughlin's view of what will happen in uh, those first two contests. We'll be right back. Stay with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back with John McLaughlin, preeminent, uh, prominent uh, pollster for President Trump, uh, Republican strategist. I, I think we'd say Hall of Famer. Uh, how does that go, John? I've got all the scores to feel old. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> it's great to have you with us. As we're looking ahead to this, what do you see happening uh, uh, first in Iowa? Well, I think what's going on is a battle for second place between Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Donald Trump has a decisive lead. He's secured his base. He's done so many good things for Iowa where, you know, the idea of uh, uh, what he's done with the tariffs, with uh, China, et cetera, bringing dollars to farmers, protecting the corn growers with their ethanol industry, et cetera. So he has done great things for Iowa. Plus, what's more important is Iowa voters, anybody who goes out to a caucus, on a cold night on January 13th to hang around for a little bit and then finally get to vote. Those are real patriotic people. And uh, they are the the Trump campaign has a great organization. It's driven. uh, Their captains are driving out 10 for Trump. They're bringing new people into the caucuses. So while while Nikki Haley and DeSantis, you know, battle for second uh, as DeSantis collapses, we're picking up votes from DeSantis and Nikki Haley's, uh, you know, she's pouring in tens of millions of dollars from these American oligarchs that support amnesty, tra- free trade with China to send our jobs over there and and and, and basically oppose putting up the wall and, and securing the border. Uh, you know, those are her friends. And, and so Iowa voters are not going to be fooled. Donald Trump's going to win. And and uh, uh, in Iowa, and the you know the there's a battle for New Hampshire where you know Ron DeSantis has collapsed there, and again Nikki Haley is getting lots of support from these billionaire never Trumpers to try to basically take away control of the Republican Party, 
from Donald Trump and give it back to the rhino establishment, which is right. scary. And, and, you know, I mean, the New Hampshire voters are realizing they now have a border with Canada where they're getting illegal immigration from the north. And, and, and they've got a and they've got a governor out, uh, you know, just doing everything he can for the establishment candidate, uh, Nikki Haley, who's never obviously seen a wall she wants built on the uh, southern border. She wants more of those illegal immigrants as long as the oligarchs are calling for them. And oh yeah, why don't we do something for the military-industrial complex? Let's just bomb the hell out of something, uh, whether it's in Europe or whether it is in uh, uh, you know somewhere in the Middle East. I, I mean, she's all in with the oligarchs. I, I, and she's expecting to be considered for for a, a high office. This is scary stuff. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And when you and when you think about it, you know, New Hampshire's what's great is it's the live free or die state. It's two hundred fifty years ago since the Boston Tea Party, and they're close by, et cetera. And when you think about it, Nikki Haley, uh, you know, I know that they you know they've gone after on raising gas taxes too, but she was in favor of the fair tax, and. Right. And fair tax in theory might work, but in reality, a 23% national sales tax on food, cars, homes, really bad idea. But to a lot of these oligarchs, it makes sense because that way you can punish the working middle class of America. Sure. And sure. they'll get a lot of money with the, like a national VAT. And they won't, you know, they won't cut the income tax to get rid of it. So it's like, again, this is her candidacy represents these oligarchs controlling the, the exploited working men and women of America. And that's what Donald Trump stands for. And they are going all out to stop us in New Hampshire and we are going to beat them. But Donald Trump, I, I think he has absolutely the best political messaging uh, in American history. Yeah. He's America first. Yep. And if you as a voter won't put America first, just exactly who would you and what would you put first? <laughs> and he's a populist. So he's for the people. So everybody else has to explain who they're for, if not the people. Right. And uh, that's a very powerful message. And he put it to work for four years and it worked beautifully uh, for for the nation and for small business, working men and women, their families uh, and our traditions, uh, which are under assault. Uh, I, I want to, uh, without any question, by this administration, uh, apparently Joe Biden is a little upset about his falling poll numbers. <laughs> now, this is coming from his aides. I personally don't believe he even could recognize what a poll is or the number. But uh, his aides are saying that's what he's doing. Uh, your reaction to his poll numbers uh, and how could they be otherwise? Um, they're accurate. They finally caught up with our polls. But in the meantime, I think you underestimate Biden. Now, he is he, he is showing his age a lot more than Trump. But I'll tell you, it's not age. The corruption from Biden. He's really worried that if he loses the White House, you know, right now they can stop they can stop an impeachment hearing because of the briberies and the corruption and scandal. But they they won't be able to stop a real investigation that uh, that would go into his family where they've taken these tens of millions of dollars of bribes if Donald Trump is president. And on the other hand, what's more important is the American people see through this. In that poll that we just did right before Christmas in, in uh, uh, across the country, 67% of all voters say that the indictments of Donald Trump was just politics. 60, uh, another 58 percent 
say that uh, that Joe Biden played a role in this. So the majority of Americans think that Joe Biden, and they're accurate, they're right from all the evidence, appointed Jack Smith, basically got Fannie Willis, got Alvin Bragg, got Letitia James, all to go after his opponent, Donald Trump. And they think this is about stopping Trump from running for president 49 to 38. They think there's a double standard of justice among all voters. They say 56% to 34. And they also say, let the voters decide who the president's going to be, not the courts, 56 to, to 36. So the voters want to decide. president. So that's, by the way, my poll has Trump at 47%, but 56% of the voters say, let this decide. There's voters out there that are undecided that are thinking of voting for Donald Trump. But if you throw him off the ballot, that decision's taken away. And, exactly. And, and, yeah. and it's, you know, I'm sure you have feelings about it like most Americans, but Donald Trump has you know, never been charged with insurrection, never been convicted of insurrection. But Joe Biden thinks and he said it publicly. He said that he's he he, he firmly believes Donald Trump is violated the 14th Amendment somehow. Thanks, John McLaughlin. We'll talk with you soon. And coming up next on The Great America Show, attorney Mike Davis. We'll talk with Mike about the Marxist stem's latest efforts to destroy the republic. The Democrat Party is an enemy of the state and not just simply a rival party. Mike Davis and I will take up what we can do to save the republic from the Marxist Dems. Stay with us. We're coming right back. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for staying with us. Joining us now, the founder of the Article 3 Project and attorney, Mike Davis. And I should say, I suppose, Mike, Mike Davis is presumptive attorney general should President Trump win the White House. Mike, great to have you with us, and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Lou. There's that pesky thing called Senate confirmation, and I would get one charity vote from Chuck Grassley, my former boss, and it would end his 60-year political career. So I don't think being the attorney general is in the cards, unfortunately. Well, as, as think about how many people you've helped win Senate confirmation. I, I have faith that uh, you would, uh, I think you would uh, prevail. That's my, my, <laughs> my projection. And it's great to have you with us. And by the way, I want everybody to know I'm one of those people who would support uh, Mike Davis as attorney general. Uh, let's go to someone I wouldn't support ever for almost anything. And that's special counsel Jack Smith. 
who's now urging an appellate court to reject President Trump's efforts to dismiss the uh, Jack Smith's uh, political interference and uh, dismiss President Trump's claims of immunity. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, let's look at what happened on January 6th. January 6th was a lawful protest permitted by the National Park Service that devolved into a riot. How many insurrectionists go unarmed into a nation's capital, walk through velvet ropes, follow police direction, take selfies, and don't burn down the damn place? And what President Trump filed with his motion to dismiss is this. Either he was acting within his official capacity as the president of the United States when he was trying to make sure that the election was certified properly, and so that's covered under presidential immunity or uh, under his presidential powers or the outer perimeter of his presidential powers under Supreme Court case law, so he's entitled to presidential immunity. If it's not presidential immunity, if he's acting within his official capacity, it's protected by the First Amendment because what President Trump did on January 6th was perfectly legal. He did not do anything illegal on January 6th. It's not illegal to object to presidential elections. That's allowed. Democrats did it in 1968, 2000, 2004, and 2016. It's not illegal to twist arms politically. That's allowed by the First Amendment. If that were illegal, Democrats would be in prison. You'd have Hillary Clinton You'd have Al Gore, you'd have John Kerry in prison for objecting to presidential elections. If it were illegal to twist arms politically, every politician in the world would be in prison. So that's the issue. The only the only way you can charge President Trump for a crime on January 6th is if he incited the riots. And there's zero evidence that he incited the riot. There's actually evidence to the contrary. He told his supporters to go peacefully to the Capitol. And as we as we examine it, as you've laid it out there, uh, we realize, I think all of us now, how clearly powerful the corporatist legacy globalist media is because they have driven that narrative uh, that it's an insurrection uh, almost from the very beginning of the of the uh, of the issue. And we, it's disinformation, it's misinformation, and it was we were bombarded with it, uh, not only from the Washington Post, the, the New York Times, uh, all of uh, left-wing media, uh, but by the ginning up of the January 6th committee and Nancy Pelosi regaling us with uh, all of this nonsense with almost, almost uh, no Republican voice uh, as a countervailing force. Uh, I think that if anybody wants to see how important it is for our national media to be brought to brought to heel, uh, this this is a prime, if not the prime, example. Yeah, I mean, let, and you have to break apart what happened on January sixth. There were people who were there peacefully to protest, and whether you think they're right or wrong, crazy or sane, they have an absolute First Amendment right to show up and protest the government. There are are a separate group of people. There's a separate group of people who trespassed into the Capitol, and those people should be charged with trespass if there's not evidence that the police let them in. And then there's a third group of people, and that third group of people are the people who were violent. And those are the, the people who were violent should be treated more harshly. But for the for the Democrats and the Trump deranged rhinos and the corporate media to lump together 
every one of those people on January 6th and they just labeled them insurrectionist and then say that they should be, you know, basically thrown in jail and canceled from society, that's un-American. Those are the people who are undemocratic. We have a First Amendment right to protest our government. And all these people who are complaining about violence on January 6th, and it was the violence was bad, but where were, where the hell were they when BLM and Antifa caused a hell of a lot more violence, billions of dollars in damage, many more deaths, a lot more destruction. They attacked the attacked the, uh, the Portland federal courthouse on a nightly basis for more than six months. The abortion industry activists organized obstruction of justice campaigns, intimidation campaigns outside of Supreme Court justices' homes uh, uh, before the Dobbs decision. Chuck Schumer went to the steps of the Supreme Court and threatened essentially violence against the Supreme Court justices if they didn't rule the right way. And then, you know, to Schumer's the Democrat support. Yeah, to reap the whirlwind. And those Democrat supporters, you know, one of them tried to kill Justice Kavanaugh, his wife, Ashley, and their two teenage daughters at 1 a.m. in their home. Yeah. And to the issue right now before us. Uh, and, and everything I, you say, I agree with. Uh, the re- issue right now is Jack Smith has in his absurd statement that the president doesn't have an immunity defense. I mean, Jack Smith and others have already stripped this president of executive privilege, uh, the privilege uh, between attorney and, and client. Uh, he has been stripped of just about every immunity that most Americans took for granted uh, by this left-wing uh, Authoritarian, you know, this is a totalitarian regime right now uh, that we call the Biden administration. Yeah, well, obviously, Lou, there's a Trump derangement syndrome exception to the Constitution, to executive privilege, to attorney client privilege, to presidential immunity. It's amazing that these Democrats who pretend like they're saving democracy are destroying democracy, right? They want to, they want, they've, they've impeached Trump twice for nonsense, they've indicted him four times. For non non crimes, they've illegally gagged him twice. They're they're trying to bankrupt his business for non fraud, and now they're just trying to kick him off the ballot, like in California and Maine. It is insane what they're doing. And let's go back to this presidential immunity point. Remember this. Can we can we do this? We're we're going to take a quick break, Mike, uh, and we will be back with Mike Davis right after these quick words, and we are going to get to the issue next. Uh, What does Mike Davis think about the prospects for this president before the Supreme Court on the issue of presidential immunity? uh, And will will the court at the same time be invited to take up the criminal political persecution by one party of President Trump over a course of eight years? We'll be right back with Mike Davis. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're back with Mike Davis and the issue before the Supreme Court and now us. Uh, we're going to ask Mike Davis, attorney, the uh, founder of the pro- the Article 3 project, uh, to to answer the question for the court. Does the president have this immunity that he claims or does he not? Presidents absolutely have absolute immunity for their official actions and the outer perimeter of their official actions. And this has been decided in several contexts. Judges have judicial immunity, both civil and criminal, for their official actions. Congress has congressional immunity, speech or debate clause, criminal and civil, for their official actions. The Supreme Court has already decided that presidents have civil immunity for their official actions. This is the first time ever that a former or a president of the United States has faced an indictment uh, for uh, in our history by Joe Biden going after weaponizing his Justice Department to go after his political rival, Donald Trump. And so, so now the Supreme Court will have to decide whether the president has immunity from criminal prosecutions. prosecution. There's no doubt that he does. If you if judges have immunity and members of Congress have immunity from criminal prosecution for their official actions, why wouldn't the president of the United States? And I would just warn people that this is so much bigger than Donald Trump, because think about this scenario. If presidents do not have immunity from criminal prosecution for their official actions or the outer perimeter of their official actions under Supreme Court precedents, then can the Trump 47 Justice Department prosecute President Obama for ordering a drone strike on two American citizens, a father at a wedding and his 16-year-old American son. That extrajudicial killing, if President Obama does not have presidential immunity for that, does that mean that the Trump 47 Justice Department can prosecute President Obama for murdering two American citizens? And of course, on a partisan basis, there would be a lot of people who would say, oh, absolutely. Uh, but the partisan issue is uh, at, at the foundation of this. Uh, if the if the court decides a president doesn't have that immunity, uh, presidential immunity, uh, complete, whole and absolute, uh, you could create all sorts of interferences with every presidency just simply by being in the right jurisdiction with the right partisan bent and uh, descend upon the White House with your subpoenas and, and compel a president to to fall into uh, uh, whatever who scow uh, was uh, nearest the you know the uh, the charging uh, jurisdiction i i just don't understand right now why there isn't a counterclaim here on the part of the president while this is before the court uh, that uh, of uh, political uh, criminal political persecution uh, by the very same people who are uh, looking to the supreme court right now that is the special counsel jack smith the Department of Justice that carried out a raid on his home, seeking the papers that were his, as you have documented uh, throughout, no pun intended. And uh, it is just disgusting that he has to be in a defensive mode when we know that Merrick Garland and Jack Smith and his ilk are the ones who should be 
prosecuted right now for abuse of power. I mean, there's no question that this is a criminal conspiracy by President Biden and his Justice Department, including Garland and Jack Smith, to weaponize the Justice Department to go after his political enemy, Donald Trump. And this is obvious election interference. Remember, it was Deputy White House Counsel Jonathan Sue who relayed to the National Archives that President Biden waived President Trump's claim of executive privilege, which led to the <laughs> unnecessary, unprecedented, and unlawful home raid on former President Trump for presidential records he's allowed to have in the office of former president under the Presidential Records Act. Those documents did not leak until Joe Biden's Justice Department got their hands on them, and then they started to leak. And remember, it was it was uh, Matthew Colangelo, a senior Biden Justice Department official, who went to Alvin Bragg's office, the Manhattan DA's office, to resurrect this zombie case against President Trump, the first indictment ever against a former president. Would you the- refer to that? Would you refer to Sue's uh, going to the to the Manhattan prosecutor's office uh, is going to or transferring to from the Justice well, Department? Uh, it's, well, I think he was being sent to redeploy to and it was uh, it was Matthew Colangelo who got redeployed from the number three office in the Biden Justice Department through Alvin Bragg's office to resurrect that zombie case against Trump, the first indictment ever. Remember, this was the case that the prior Manhattan DA passed on, the Federal Election Commission passed on, the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office passed on, and Alvin Bragg himself passed on until Matthew Colangelo got deployed, redeployed from the Biden Justice Department to Alvin Bragg's office, and, and voila, this first indictment against a former president in American history appears. You're you're bringing up great points and and a great survey of the history. What frustrates me, and I'm sure lots of other people, is that there is no official aggregation of all of the material, uh, the evidence, uh, the activities, the conduct, the conspiracy, by the Marxist Dems against the president of the United States, Donald Trump, and there are record after record after record in existence. No one is subpoenaing them. No one has the power at this point to do so, it seems. How in the world can we put the facts before the American people, besides those of us in the media uh, doing so, but without obviously subpoena authority or uh, or color of law or uh, government power uh, to actually intervene and say this has to stop? Why well, is we there do not have... a legal remedy to that right now? Yeah, well, there is. And House, uh, the House Judiciary Committee Chairman J, uh, Jim Jordan can issue subpoenas to Alvin Bragg and to Matthew Colangelo and to Jack Smith's office and these uh, various uh, bogus investigations, these bogus indictments, Fannie Willis down in Georgia, Georgia, Alvin Bragg in New York, Jack Smith uh, in D.C. and Florida. So, uh, And he has, Jim Jordan has sent letters, but I'll tell you what needs to happen, Lou. We've been talking about this for a while. The Article 3 project came up with two appropriations writers that House Republicans can force right now. Number one, no federal funds 
can go to the uh, federal prosecution of any major presidential candidate on or before November 5th, 2024, and number two, any state or local jurisdiction that prosecutes any major presidential candidates on or before November 5th, 2024, loses all federal funding. Cut off all federal funding to these investigations at the federal level. Cut off all funding to the state and local governments if they pursue these. That's how you end the weaponization and the election interference. If they want to go after Trump, they waited 30 months to bring these bogus political indictments, four political indictments timed to go to trial back to back to back to obviously interfere in the election, right? You have trials, four different trials that are set to go this year before the presidential election. And if they want to do this, if they want to go after President Trump, wait till after the presidential election. There's no reason they can't do it. They don't even have all the, the evidence produced to Trump in all these cases. These cases are not ready to go to trial. And so the Congress needs to step in and say, guess what? We're, we are going to let the American people, not these Democrat prosecutors and these Democrat judges and these Democrat juries and these Democrat hellholes like New York, D.C. and Atlanta pick our next president. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. Join us tomorrow for The Great America Show. We'll be joined by Republican strategist and advisor to President Trump, Roger Stone. And please join us each and every day for The Great America Show. Follow me on Twitter and True Social at Lou Dobbs, on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. And a reminder, Monday night on Frank's Speech, Lou Dobbs Tonight returns after a bit of a hiatus. We were rudely interrupted a few years ago. We resume on Frank's Speech and LindellTV.com. Please be with us 7 p.m. Eastern. That's for Lou Dobbs tonight. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America.